Back then I was down on my luck These days things are looking up So far from all Young the things I used to be I used to be Back then I was down on my luck These days things are looking up So far from all the things I used to be I used to be Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Happily Ever Henley. I am your host Ebony. And I'm Wiley. And welcome to season two, episode eight. So today we are going to be doing a parenting review, I guess. Yeah, this is, we're gonna do that for sure. <laughs> Don't get to about it. Um, and then our last two episodes of the season, like we said before, will be us discussing the birth story of baby Christopher. So, how would you like to start? Well, I guess we'll start with our uh, checking in. Any new updates? Carnival diet going well. I had some tuna, not the kind in the can, tuna steaks. Mm-hmm. Um, very delicious. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I will be getting more. And I tried those after we came up on a salmon wholesaler. Mm-hmm. So, about how many pounds would you even say that was? About 30 pounds of salmon? I never lifted the bag. I only peeked inside of it. Because you were acting <laughs> as if there was a whole fish with the head on and something in there. And mm-hmm. I, was a sc- I was afraid to even look in the bag to begin with. No, it was just so much. But you were like, this is crazy. And I was like, uh-uh. I don't want to see what's going on. It was crazy because of the quantity. Like, even when we go to the meat store, I had more fish than they ever have up for sale. Yeah. So, um, I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. No, that was, that's about it. Um, eating a lot of fish, I feel like a bear. Mm. Well, I should eat berries. If that's what's on your heart to be done. Um, so as far as updates with me, um, I got some glasses that I was very indecisive about. They've been working out pretty well. I don't know why, but for some reason I thought that I wasn't going to be able to see with them. Um, just because I didn't feel like that eye exam was any, it wasn't like any other eye exam prior to this. And so I was just like, I don't think that my glasses are going to work for me. Um, but they work. What do you mean by that? Because I feel like we spent a lot more time doing, is one or two better, like with prior doctors. And so when the exam went so quick with her, I was like, wait a minute, uh-uh. These glasses I'm not going to be able to see out of. And... They, they've the adjustment has just been the frame itself, not necessarily the lens. Um, like I just felt like I was gonna end up having to get the glasses redone just based off of the eye exam itself. Maybe she knew what she was doing. Yeah, I mean I can see perfectly fine, but I was expecting to not be able to. The only thing, like I said, has been adjusting to the actual frame itself since it's a clear frame Mm -hmm. um it's just been a little difficult because things glare off of it because it's also like this plastic material um it's not matte and so stuff like glares off of it like i see a little rainbow action going on here and there 
like what is happening um and so it's just like being inside of a see-through box versus the little black box i used to be in with my old glasses but you know well, I think as time has gone on, it's been easier to see. It's been a few weeks now, so it's just I'm used to it now. I think that when you took the exam, isn't that just essentially the what you're looking through in your glasses, like when she turns it? Right, and that's what I didn't feel confident in. She was just like, "Okay, read the bottom line," and I felt like I was still messing up. And I was just like, this is not well, good Well, it was enough. either that or surgery. Because we had, <laughs> we had exhausted our options at that point. I was just like, I still can't really see the bottom line. But I'll shoot for it and see what's going on. Um, I just wanted to be able to see through things, apparently. Are I, glasses supposed to help your vision to like, see better? Or are they just like a pacifier? Um, I believe they're just kind of like a pacifier. Not necessarily your eyes are going to be healed from wearing your glasses and you'll never need them again you'll just kind of progress and need different glasses as time goes on gotcha that's what at least been my story i started out with an astigmatism and (gasps) you too suffer from the ailment (laughs) wiley has been acting as if he is completely blind i was diagnosed with an astigmatism okay if you can relate to that, subscribe. Anyway, so that's kind of how it started out for me. And then I wasn't consistent with getting um, prescriptions that would kind of like, I guess, help manage it. And like this last gap was like the largest gap um, where it's been like five years since I've gotten my eyes tested again. And so I could tell there was a problem when my old glasses kind of weren't really helping me. And I was just like stuck with no help. Um, But yeah, I mean, like I said, this has just been an adjustment, but I've been enjoying it. So So being a parent is new for both of us, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Got to check every now and then. Make sure you don't got no other kids popping up. How are you feeling about it this first three months? Um, The first three months? Um... I think it's best to break it down month by month, I would say. So, for me, the first month was the hardest, um, and that's because I was recovering um, from delivery, um, as well as like adjusting to so much going on with my body um, at once. <laughs> and then it was just like, on top of having a new person with us it was just a lot to kind of manage um and i had to depend on you a lot and yeah but i think month number two was more so me trying to get into the swing of things i was dealing with um a lot of swelling in month number one and stuff like that so like by the time month month two came around I was actually able to walk and move around and start to bend a little bit and like so it was easier to care for him um during month one you were also with me um month two you were gone back to work for a little while but then you like returned back home with us so that was like an adjustment um 
as far as like you leaving and being gone for several hours out of the day and stuff like that it was an adjustment um and then month three it's just been kind of coast like coasting <laughs> i don't know why i was gonna say cozy but like coasting through it's a he's kind of doing the same thing the only hiccup that we kind of had at the beginning of month three was him uh meeting a new nipple size you know he had outgrown the nipple that he had in his bottle so he was not wanting to eat as well as he could have but frustrated yeah as as give me that milk yeah i mean it's expected He's growing and wanting to eat, and if your food is coming super, like it's like getting a milkshake and not being able to drink it, uh, but you're hungry and you want it. So I would say it's like getting a bowl of rice with a chopstick. People eat rice with chopsticks. I it's said just, a chopstick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, uh, what would you say? A quick review of the three months for you. How? It's oh, it's been. lit. All y'all that was complaining, suck it up, dude. It's just a baby. He don't even move. So break it down one month by month. All right, these are the breaks. What's the next part? I don't know. I know. I don't know the first part. <laughs> uh, month by month, month one uh, was just not sleeping, but that was fine. As long as I got to sleep every four days. A month two. That was fine too. I just had to go back to work. Just mean I had to do a lot more prep in the morning and at night because I was just trying to make sure I set y'all up for success before I left for the day. Mm-hmm. And if you don't got the flex and leeway at your workplace, I suggest you boss up because it's it's a it's way more helpful. Like if I had to return to work. A week after he was born, yeah. it would have been real tough. Yeah. So, boss up on the people. They'll replace you in a day. That's my advice. Month three, we'll see what he has in store with these new nipples. Uh, he about to eat us out of the house at home. <laughs> He's eating a lot. He eat more than everybody else in the house. He doesn't eat more than anybody else in the house. He, he just eats more often than everybody else. He do else. eat more than everybody else. Because he's only consuming liquid. Like, uh, if we... Uh, by weight. I guess. Alright, so... His first week, I don't remember much of. <laughs> I do know that exactly at seven days, we ended up needing to take him to the hospital. Would you like to go deeper into what happened that day? Well, he was spazzing out. We was actually on the way to his first doctor's appointment. And he started freaking out in the car seat. It kind of looked like he had a seizure. Mm-hmm. But according to me saying it kind of looked like you could take that it wasn't a seizure. Which he had a bunch of tests done and stuff. And they concluded that it wasn't possibly a seizure. Because he showed no other activity. And he hasn't had... That like even the experiences that are similar that he has now, I don't think anything was kind of like that first time it happened. Cause I think it kind of just surprised everybody. 
Uh, there has been another incident where it's looked exactly like that, but um, it was he wasn't in the car seat. He was I was holding him when it happened. But yes, it did occur again. Yeah, so we spent one week at the hospital after we just left the hospital. Um, any advice to any people that work in the hospital industry? Uh, make the chairs more comfortable because a week. Yeah, the first because when he was born, we were in the hospital for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Then that one week, we spent another day. No, I, we yeah. had only been home one day. No, it was making you seem making it sound as if we were uh, a week in the hospital with him. Oh no no when no! We took him. So yeah, he had to stay the night in the hospital and be examined and observed and things like that. Um, I would say that was the most like emotionally because that was the hardest thing emotionally on me because it was just like, here I have this brand new baby um, and we're in a hospital and you know, watching him have to be hooked up to these machines and stuck with these needles and it was just like, he wasn't, he didn't have an IV when he was in the hospital, like, after birth. Like, it was just hard to see them put, like, the little splint on his arm and things like that. Um, it just broke my heart, like, seeing them hook him up to stuff. And he was still so new, so it was just like, he was peeling, like, his skin was peeling as, you know, normal afterbirth things, you know, your baby's peel or whatever. Um, and it was just like... I don't know. And then it was trying to wash all this stuff out of his hair because they had his head hooked up to this monitor so they can like watch the brain activity and stuff like that. So it was just like a lot on me. Um, still having a hard time trying to walk and you know things like that. It was just a lot and having to sleep in an uncomfortable situation. Like I could already barely sleep at the house. So like trying to sleep in a hospital room with your child, it was very um, different. I just wanted to make sure that he was okay though. So of course I got over it and made it happen. Um, and then, you know, trying to like get my milk and stuff production going. It was just a lot. Trying to pump and be stressed out. It was a lot. But he was fine, which was all that mattered at the end of the day. As long as he was good, I was good. I guess I was alright. I mean, I had already been living in a quote-unquote uncomfortable situation seeing as though I we had already been at the hospital right um because not only did we stay a week in the hospital when I delivered him then we were discharged and then I went back and was admitted to the hospital again um and then which we'll talk more about in the birth story and then you know I was discharged for the second time and then Christopher was admitted and it was just like we felt like we lived in the hospital the first month and then shortly after I was diagnosed with the stigma oh zone. my gosh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um that was it wasn't fun but you know we made it through it was just very tiring and exhausting to try to keep, you know, dealing with being in a hospital setting. I mean, it was just a lot going on. We wanted to be home and be comfortable and we couldn't really do that. 
for the first couple of weeks. So, anyways, in month two, um, what would you say stuck out to you then? Being bored at work. Mm. But like at home, as far as the baby, what stuck out to you? None of the clothes fit. <laughs> right. That's when we started to experience him growing. Um, and most of his onesies were starting to not fit. And we had to begin to start weeding out his clothes. And it was just, I don't know. I'm trying to not become a hoarder when it comes to him because I'm just like, okay, let it go. Like, we don't need to keep everything all these other clothes and stuff can be given to people who need them or want them or whatever. We can sell them. Um, <laughs> but there was no need for us to hold on to them and just, you know, be like, oh, this is the first onesie that ever touched his body. Like, so what? <laughs> um, and it, like, really made me feel like crying when he moved up from newborn diapers to a size one. I could not get over it, and I was not ready for it to happen yet. But... I know it must, so yeah. that he can be comfortable. No, so he can get out. <laughs> um, <laughs> he needs some draws. <laughs> but that would be the, like one of the biggest things. It's like at two months, I was like, oh. He actually, I think he went into, oh no, because it was newborn and then one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he's about to go into the twos now. And I can't. I can't even bring myself to open up a box of size two diapers. I feel like we should go exchange them. But I know he's ready for a size two based on his weight. And that boy is big. So <laughs> he does need a size two coming soon. But I'm just not. Like, it's just hard for me to realize that he's really growing super quick in front of our eyes every day. Like, in the middle of the night last night, I was just like looking at pictures of him from when he was first born and like his first couple of months and I was just like oh my gosh like he looks so different in the face and he looked so fragile and little at first and now he like getting a little, vicious <laughs> a little thick and you know getting a little roll here a and little. there and he's just I don't know I'm like oh my gosh now his cheeks are super full and stuff at first, he was just such a little fragile baby, and now he's heavy, and, like, we used to carry him in the kitchen when we would warm up a bottle, and I was like, bro, you got to stay here, because <laughs> I can't open the refrigerator, get the bottle out, turn the warmer on, hold you, because you squirming, you know, and now it's like, he just had to lay there until we come back with the bottle, or sit wherever he's at until we come back with the bottle that's ready to go, because it's like... He too heavy to be carrying and holding for no reason. And he just moved too much. Like he just liked to play and dance. Yes. Um he tries to roll over. Well he does roll over on his side now. Um he, he breaks out of his swaddle. He been doing that since day one. <laughs> he he break out of the homemade sheet swaddles, the velcro swaddles, the metal swaddles. Metal. Really. Handcuffs all the day. He's <laughs> David Blaine. He is very strong. Always trying to get his hands free so he can just shoot him straight up in the air. Right. He's like, you think you got him swaddled. You lay him down, fall asleep, and you hear him in the middle of the night doing his favorite thing. Either stomping his feet or going, uh. 
and you look over and you just see two little gloves in the air. <laughs> so yeah, see, he is definitely you know working on his upper body and lower body all the time. Um, I was telling my brother I think the scariest thing about month one was like when he would be wide awake in the middle of the night. Like now when he wakes up for feeding, he's he just makes a noise because he knows that food is going to come if he makes noise. He doesn't necessarily have to open his eyes. But when he first was like trying to get used to everything, he would be like staring you dead in the face. And it's just like, sir, you look like a little Chucky doll with these bright eyes just staring at me. <laughs> In this dark room, like, don't look at me right now because that's scary. It used to make me want to turn all the lights on and just sit. But I know, like, to help him go back to sleep, it would be easier to just keep the lights off. Yeah, especially because in the beginning, he would, he wasn't sleeping at night. He was sleeping in the daytime. So, the nighttime feeding was like, all right, go over there now. No? You gonna scream? Okay, okay, okay. Don't scream. Don't scream. You gonna scream anyway. Alright. <laughs> let's let's go do something else. Alright. So yeah, I don't know. Month two was I guess because I was able to actually like jump in and help a lot more, it was a little bit more memorable for me and it's just like oh Look at this little baby. And he actually started to get on a schedule in month two. And then it switched for month three. Um, His schedule switched. And now he's sleeping, like, longer and then shorter. I don't know how to explain it. Like, he would sleep at two months for, like, four hours, wake up, and then go to sleep for another four hours. And, like, now he will go to bed sleep for seven hours wake up and eat well still kind of sleep but eat and then he'll sleep again for another what three hours or so mm-hmm. and so yeah I mean it's a adjustment always trying to just you know go with the flow of them um, what do you feel about him having a bedtime and kind of like sleep training him I mean it's not really Like, even yesterday, I'll say, when I was putting him to bed, he was kind of, like, tired. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he, even though he can't do a lot, he be doing the most during the day for a little kid. (laughs) He he work all his milk off. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, when the lights went out, he was looking at me in the face, like, I don't know about you, but I'm about to KO. (laughs) And he just went to sleep. Right. Well, and I only ask you that because I know you don't really look at anything pertaining to, like, the mom vlogs or yeah, I'm not things like that. Um, but I know it's, like, kind of sometimes frowned upon to sleep train your child. What does that even mean? Um, this is, like, one of those things, words people made up and decided they were against it. Yeah. Why you can't just put your child to bed? Yeah. It's kind of just like... Um, <laughs> You put your child to bed, but, like, say they want to wake up, and then you, like, try to put them back to sleep. Or, like, in extreme cases, so to speak. Don't you do that with older children? No, I'm saying. But that's that's the point. Go get in the bed. But it's, like, for a baby, they say, 
quote unquote that you shouldn't and some people are like it doesn't matter why shouldn't you because they say if your baby is not tired you should let them be awake why because I need to go to sleep and that's what I'm saying how do you so feel so who are those people there are some why people why does their opinion matter <laughs> I'm just saying it doesn't right how do you feel about it because I don't people- know them they didn't tell me that I'm not a mom I'm not in the mom blog and I would tell you to get out your motherly feelings cause this baby is going to sleep but some people are whether like, he likes it or not but some people are like we have to put baby to bed at 730 even though the baby may not be bed, I mean, may not be tired and ready to go to bed until if that baby go to like sleep, nine. that baby was tired. <laughs> but this is the, you're not letting me finish the point. The point is, some people say there's an extreme version, such as I need this baby to go to bed at seven thirty so I can have a couple of hours to do things and you know go to bed myself at a decent time right so they'll put the baby in the bed at 7 30 and if they cry they'll let them cry until they fall asleep and they say that that's extreme but then there are people who have done kind of like what we done where where it's kind of just like you let the baby decide and just kind of play it off their patterns with a little mix of you helping them like encouraging them to go to sleep at a certain time and we let babies make their own decisions now I'm saying we we created a a bedtime. I'm I'm talking to you, the the mom blogger, that's offended by sleep training. We let babies make their own decisions. I, I mean, I don't. I guess that's they just. So like I'm gonna I'm gonna let a person make the rules that can't even feed themselves. I mean, that's what I'm just telling you what to say. So yes, we defend it. <laughs> I can't. I just exactly. So what we did, we his bedtime used to be at 10 o'clock, and that was just based off of watching him kind of, you know, letting him kind of tire himself out, and we just kind of saw the pattern that he would start to fizzle out around 10 o'clock. Um, then he would just be fussy, and we moved it up because he has acid reflux, so we have to sit him up after he eats for about 30 minutes. So if he would eat at 10 o'clock, we would have to sit him up till 10.30. And then it's like, we would have to try to eat ourselves and things like that. So it was just like, we were going to bed way too late. So we decided to move his bedtime up. And those 30 minutes make a big difference for us. Um, and like with his growth spurt, it just all worked out um, that he would go to bed at 9.30 instead. And I'm more interested in seeing how he would do at 9 o'clock. But I also want to allow him time with you in the evenings, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm grateful that he sleeps the way that he does now. Um, I don't know how I got off on this tangent. <laughs> but You were defending the mom bloggers. I was not. I was just asking a question. But, yeah. Um, so... How did you feel about him getting his two month shots? Uh, well, wait, let's start from the beginning. How did you feel when he was born and he had to get shots? Did you feel any sympathy for him? No. Why not? <laughs> Why would I feel sympathy? If I would have known it was happening, I probably would have cried. Um, just because he's like a brand new baby. Like, all right. 
we both had they do it all the time we had both just gone through a lot i probably would have been extremely sad but when i woke up i figured everything was already done Mm -hmm. it was nothing i could do about it and he stopped crying once he got out of the arms of those people i'll leave it at that anyways so yes he said yay us (laughs) anyways um he on that list so I don't know what list you're talking about. You know that list. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) You know the list. You made it. Um, (laughs) And so, like, I was actively, like, aware of what was going on. More so when he got his too much shots. And I don't know. I didn't feel, like, I didn't like to see him in pain. Um, But I didn't have a problem with him getting done. How do you feel about vaccinations, like, in general? Do you have a... I got them. So you got to get them too. I mean, I feel like it's... Yes, it's a choice. But honestly, it's not really a choice. Because it's a your choice to your to that boy get the measles. Um, it's like your child can't go to school without being vaccinated. He can. It's just you got to do a lot. And I don't have time to do it. Do you got to worry about those mom bloggers with their unvaccinated children? Worry about the kids that that's vaccinated. Oh, you're gonna give us all, all, all spots. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's. I mean, I get it. You want the best for your child. What is what is the best? It's like I only know the worst. The Janae Yako song. I mean, I just feel like it's sometimes just a lot that goes into it. I think it's just more so moms that be tripping on the internet. I mean. It's never the dads. You never heard a dad say nothing about vaccination or sleep training. It's just the moms. So speak for your community. Mm, my community. Yes. Mm. As as a mother. I mean, as the mother of my child, I feel like it's not really that big of a deal. Exactly. Um, I feel like it's not even like, and I may be speaking from an uneducated standpoint because I don't put a lot of information. I mean, I don't put a lot of time into trying to consume this information. Um, I just kind of do what the, I mean, it's not like I take all advice of medical professionals, but I mean, why go against the grain? I don't You trust God, don't you? I do. And that's what I was getting at was it, you know, it is what it is. Like we had these same shots, I'm sure when we were younger and and we just got astigmatisms (laughs) and it's like, we're fine. Um, and then it's just like at the end of the day you can't nobody has been able to pinpoint not that i've seen and like i said i'm speaking from an uneducated standpoint because no it's educated speak on it i don't spend time researching anything really deep into this but it's just like i don't i mean people are saying oh you know autism is because of these vaccinations how many people you know got autism a couple how many count them all you ain't got to say a name one in five? Yeah. Ten? I, I don't know. Yes, probably. How many people do you know? How many people do I yes, know? Yes, people. Period. How many people? You know, hundreds. Thousands. How many friends you got on Facebook? Anyway. They all vaccinated. You don't know that. You, they, they are. <laughs> How you know? Because they was around. <laughs> You're not coming around me and your unclean self. You don't know. Who's you will be banished. I just feel like people... 
since they feel like they can access more information that they're doing a lot. They is, but it's not because our parents didn't have access to this it, whole internet and sharing of information. It, it don't matter, and it's because like, information is just people talking. Yeah, and it's, that's why I think research to a certain extent is dumb. You just listening to what other people said. Yeah, and it's be just, yourself. I mean, especially when there's no like. I feel like if it were to be proven over and over and over again like this specific thing is causing this in children then they would stop it you know but i do understand it's like people have these whole um what do you call them theory the government's out to get us <laughs> what do you call them i don't know uh, i don't i don't listen to the mom bloggers it's not mom bloggers who are they the people on the alkaline diet. I can't think of the word right now. <laughs> conspiracy theories. No, conspiracies are definitely real. I'm just saying, like, people are like, oh, they're not gonna, they have the answer to AIDS and this and that, and they have the cure to cancer. And it's like, I'm not knocking that. Like, that could very well be true. But what can we do about it? If they don't release it to the general public, what are we gonna do about it? Fight the power. We, who we fighting? We don't know who to fight. We are the power. I mean, we don't have the answer, and we not. The only the way to live is to die. It's just that's how mm. I'm looking at it. It's like if they don't give us access to it, we can't. Who is do they? It. Whoever's holding it back, we don't know. Who, who is I don't know. So it's a person. Wow, we are our own worst enemy. <laughs> I mean, that's how I look at it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. If we don't have access to it, then just continue. I mean, you gonna live and die. It's not like they exactly. holding something that's the, exactly. That's exactly. Just get saying. autism. What's so bad about autism? Are you autism shaming? Oh, wow. Here you go. Wow. That's how you gotta say it to them. Just tell them they shaming something. No. You didn't accept autism for what they were. I just feel like <laughs> that if we don't, I mean, who is we? Black people? No, mm-hmm. parents. It's mm-hmm. just like black parents specifically. No, speak to your community. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I just feel like as parents, if they don't give it to us, if we don't have access to it, if you don't have the cure for whatever in your kitchen and you can't get it, then that's why they try to make it up and say only eat, <laughs> only eat vegan. Right, and it's like you don't even know if that's going to do anything. It's probably not. You just would like to hope that it would. It's no such thing as vegan. I mean, it's just like I'm not gonna deny my child. Animals die and go into the earth. Where does the plants come from? The earth. You ate animals. I will tell you. Sorry, vegan. (laughs) I'll tell you right now. My child is going to have McDonald's. He's gonna have He's gonna have the fast food place. What if it makes his stomach hurt? If he if he doesn't like it, that's fine. If it makes him sick, he's gonna we, eat roof Chris with his daddy. Then we don't have to go there again. But I'm not gonna deny him childhood experiences because he's gonna be like gluten free. Like I'm not doing all of that. And to the kids in his class, oh well. I'm I don't bringing, know nobody that's allergic to gluten. I'm bringing regular cupcakes to the. Birthday. I'm not bringing cupcakes. That's how much party. of a parent I am. I'm not. <laughs> I can't I can't deal with that. Like I get it if you have an actual allergy, but some of y'all be forcing this upon yourself because y'all be trying to be cute and it's like mm. You're soft. That's what Bernie Mac would have said. I mean We need to bring him back. I feel like this all happened when he died. 
I feel like you can you can have true allergies, but most people gluten. Most people are putting on. Baby, I started looking at stuff. I was like, this got gluten in it. It tastes so good. I mean, gluten. I get it. Like certain people are allergic to certain dyes, like red dye number five. Or Baby, something ain't like nobody that. allergic to gluten. I gluten don't, don't even exist. I, it's like MSG. I get it. It's real, but it ain't real. I know what you're saying. And it's like y'all gotta let natural selection take its course. Just eat it and be gone. I feel like it's okay to have allergies, and yes, allergies are real. But I'm not gonna sit here and put my child on a restrictive diet just because of how I feel about something. Like if somebody chooses to be a vegetarian, I don't feel like they should force that on their child. Like I would like for my child to try the things that even I don't like. You know, I'm not gonna try to shape him and say, "Ew, we don't eat that." Like, if he wanna eat cow tongue, go ahead, try it. Right. If I'm you wanna eat that. big feet, you trying to throw shade? <laughs> yeah, I let you do it. Shut up, man. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just like I'm not gonna teach him to be afraid to try new things. Um, I don't know. I just feel like trial and error let him see what he likes let him decide um what he likes you know um let give him opportunity to try things more than once at different stages in his life he may not like for example i didn't like any fish at all for like most of my life and then when i became an adult well not well yeah an adult young adult i decided you know i'm gonna give it a try and i like fish but certain ones like I know that I like salmon um I can deal with tuna um I like what whiting and tilapia but other, how you feel about cod um I don't really remember is that what the fish sandwiches are at Burger King allegedly well then yes I like cod <laughs> um so yeah that's just where I'm at it's just like I want him to not be so closed minded um, to things in general and I just think that that's what I um, hope to give off to him like let's not be closed minded individuals do you feel like we're teaching him at a young age to be open minded about things I'm teaching him a lot of stuff but that's not something that we're talking about <laughs> what are you teaching him then? uh Insurance. Oh, Lord. Your mama jokes. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you got to learn how to navigate this new era of your mama jokes. You got to spice it up. Like, your mama so hypocritical. Your mama so woke. Mm -hmm. Finish that off. Those going to be the jokes. Mm-hmm. That's what they doing now. Yeah, Go up to elementary school. You already see how they playing rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> right. <laughs> y'all thought it was a game when I was telling y'all. They be out there. It's like it's not just rock, paper, scissors anymore. They introduce anything. I was playing rock, paper, scissors with my nieces and they hit me with the rock, paper, scissors, shoot God. Right. How you beat that? <laughs> hey. At least our nephew was on Rock, paper, scissors, Cheetos. Like, he was choosing whatever. <laughs> He's like, man, you can't choose, God. You're going to win. Right. 
So, it's been interesting. Introduce something new and say, rock, paper, scissors, atheist. Mm. And then it's like, you didn't even go. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, what do you look forward to the next three months? Uh... Him eating off of your plate. So off you of can my see, plate? Yes. No. So you can see how I feel the first four years of our relationship. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel... Him with forks. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's how you feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. He gonna stick his hand in it. <laughs> and I'll be like, yes. I feel like I'm looking forward to him having little teeth in his mouth i think that's gonna be super cute girl you're gonna be crying when they coming in i know because i'm not looking forward to him teething and being uncomfortable um he's already starting to like chew on his hand and stuff a little bit so i don't know i'm super excited to see how soon they come in but um i'm looking forward to him like sitting up on his own because he does not like laying down mm-hmm. he always wants to sit up and it's frustrating to him because he can't sit up on his own yet and he's just like I want to see what's going on up there I don't want to keep looking at the ceiling I want to see in front of me um, so yeah that's interesting and I'll probably start wearing him um, in his little harness more so he can kind of just be like a body camera on me and see what I'm seeing and stuff like that mm-hmm. so I'm excited about those things um I'm excited for him to grow a little bigger so he can get um, some wear out of his shoes and stuff. Mm-mm. He need to wear these clothes he just got. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm excited to like, I don't know. I don't know what age they start to try to stand up and stuff. But hopefully he'll do it sooner than later in life. Yeah, sitting up, walking and crawling, definitely... Some of the next stages, uh, we kind of introduced them to some, would you say solid food? What would you call it? Um, just applesauce. <laughs> I mean, he's... What's the stage between solid? Let's call it a transitional food. Okay. How about that? Mm-hmm. We could agree on that. Yeah. He had a transitional food and he had a blast. Right. Literally. <laughs> um... <laughs> He likes applesauce. He likes apple. Yeah. He likes apple juice and applesauce. Um, Whenever he seems to be a little constipated, we give him some apple juice. And he had his hand in um, trying out applesauce itself recently. Um, And he really liked it. And when he's teething, I'm going to give him some apple fritters. Mm. That sounds interesting. It's been a while since I had some. Let's make them today. I'm good on that. I don't know how to make them. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. Um, so, yeah. I'm super excited. So, anything else? Uh, I'm sure we could sit here and talk all day about the little one, but... <laughs> right. At this point in time, I'll save it for... Mm. The next episode. Uh, is there any problem or solution in this episode? Yes. What? Vaccinations. <laughs> are you finding a problem? Finding uh, a are you the mom blogger that causes problems for new moms that are already frustrated? No, I'm not. 
Me either. I just laugh. I mean, I really only take. But do you shut them down? No, I don't. If you're not a problem, this is a solution. You're part of the problem. This is well, I guess. Use your power to combat prejudice. (laughs) This is what I do. I check the milestones only because certain things like throw me off. So he started talking and making noises, and I thought I was tripping really hard. I was like, I've really got to try to get more sleep. (laughs) And I was like, is he supposed to be doing this this soon? And I was just like looking on there and I'm like, oh, yeah, it says your baby should be babbling or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. Because I really thought I was just losing my mind. Like, you hear this too? (laughs) Like, am I the only one that hear him making these noises? Um, He's talking to you. And I wouldn't even say he's babbling. Like. Babbling to me is like senseless. Uh, he be looking at you in your face like, I don't know, <laughs> like you know the Sims, like the Sims game. No, I didn't. Well, if y'all know the Sims game, that's what he sound like. He like me and him had a back and forth conversation the other day. No, we singing songs. I'll I'll go do a verse and then he drop his sixteen. <laughs> He'd be looking at you if he's talking. I, he what? just don't know what he's saying. He's trying to put it together. <laughs> no, no, you know uh, the the SpongeBob Doodle Bob. Right. That's what he sound like. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be giving my baby too much. Ah! Right. <laughs> he gets so excited. It's so funny. It's, I mean, it's very refreshing now that he's doing that type of stuff. Because at first, he'd just be looking at, like, he would wake, he still does wake up looking kind of upset, like, where I'm at. But when he first was born, it was so discouraging. Because he'd be looking like, who are y'all? And just start crying. And it's like, yo, <laughs> we your parents, calm down. <laughs> and now he like, oh, it's the same people every day. Like, now it's part of his routine. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't look forward to in having another baby is them having to learn us outside of the womb. Like he would calm down, like he remembered your voice and he remembered my voice, but it was just like yeah. But that's why you have another child who's slightly older, so they can hold them in their lap and rub them on the head and say, "Stop crying." <laughs> and they understand. They like, "Oh, you a small one too." <laughs> you a small one. Too. <laughs> you a small one too. It's okay. But yeah. How many more children would you want based off of these first three months? However many. I mean, but put a number to it. Would you ever say? How many ever I can afford? It's, That's the real answer. If money's not an option. I mean. <laughs> Spit them out. I can do this. <laughs> it's nothing. Um, it's, oh, money not an option in all walks of life. I could just be a career father. I would say that I would probably stop at three kids if, you know. Is money not an option, like, in the all-life situation? Or just, like, strictly the child? Because if everything paid for, I ain't got nothing to worry about. I hire a maid. Um, and just chill? Just when it comes to the just child. Just chill? Just chill? All right. A maid to clean all the baby stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that don't work like that. That's just the child, just no. the baby stuff. Mm-mm. Mm, I could, I could, I could do it by five, two, four, five, six, seven. No, I'm good on that. I, um, Eight, nine, ten, eleven. I just stop at three. I don't know. Like that boy Jackson said, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, <laughs> eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. <laughs>
Right. I always stop at three. Um, just because it's like, I don't know. Because that's the first number at 300? No. I would just, I would just probably stop at three. Um, no particular reason. Yeah, but what if you have two and then you go for a third and then you end up with six tuplets? Because mm. that's always a possibility. It's not. Why it's not? <laughs> How many people do you know had sex tablets naturally? How many people do I know with autism still get vaccines? Oh, Lord, that has I, nothing to do with I don't, anything. Yeah, do. Yes, me, <laughs> hypothetical. So, get vaccinated because you won't end up with sex tablets. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I only know one, and that was a movie, so technically I know nothing. Alright. Hold up, was that six or eight in that movie? I don't you don't want to like stuff like that. What movie are you talking about? Six Tuplets. Was it Six Tuplets? Oh, yeah. Or Octomom? Whoever. Octomom. Ain't that her name? I guess. She had all them kids like a puppy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> she had a litter. I'm talking about like a puppy. Hey, that's crazy because just like if you have more than twins, your kids is gonna be beefing for real because they don't even got a breast to feed off of. At least with a dog, they got a whole bunch of nipples. Hey, I know a set of triplets. And what the third one did? Just scream till they finish? Hey. Dang, that's crazy because just like you know how they say your child's supposed to eat off of both? Mm-hmm. What that third one, you just throw one in a rotation? <laughs> like, like you're juggling one in the air at all times? I feel like okay so what are your thoughts on this if you have multiple children should you be allowed longer stints of maternity leave my views on maternity leave is I'm not paying you not to come to work I didn't ask you that so you saying should as far as who the it's the the business owner as it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's because it's very my views is very different. But they don't know how I'm viewing this. As a parent. As a parent, yeah. <laughs> Give us the money for not doing nothing. But as the business owner, no. It's maternity. He ain't say maternity plus. I feel like if you have a multiple birth, that you should definitely get extra time because that's a lot. <laughs> you saying that as a parent, but if you was. If you was the business owner, you like, what you mean I gotta replace you at the job for extending the amount of time and I gotta pay you? And you ain't doing nothing? You better be answering calls or something from the crib. But my views on that is crazy because I heard earlier that somebody, they are employed with an insurance company. They getting paid a pretty hefty salary and they never go to work. Because they're in the military. So they getting paid from the military. And they job. Mm-hmm. And the job can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I would have you hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens. I'm not finna pay you for not doing that. And that is ridiculous. That's like. Giving Walmart the a lot that we spend on on groceries, even though we don't need it this time. Mm-hmm. Cause like, yeah, we shop with y'all, so we don't need none right now. But here, 
No, you don't do that. The way you shaking your head, yeah, that's right. No, same. Go take the gas station something. We ain't needed no gas in a minute. <laughs> Go give them they thirty five. I'm just saying. Go on up the shell. And speaking of <laughs> the truck that I want, I just realized it would cost less to fill that up than your car. How you figure that? Because I was watching a YouTube video and somebody was like, they got the car, the truck, and they was like, I just spent, uh, I think she said 25 or $23. Was the car empty? That's what she matters. Said she, I mean, she was driving from city to city. That don't mean it was empty. Because mm. from the right now at gas prices today, from E to full, I'm about thirty-two dollars. Mm-hmm. In a truck, you got more tank space, presumably, mm-hmm. unless it's a trash truck. I don't know, but yeah, ooh, we could go test drive. Or we could copy it. You know, no taxes drop. You don't get. <laughs> <laughs> no taxes drop. If you don't get out of here. Huh? No. You trying to go to Motor Mall? Off no, of I'm not. <laughs> That's a Ferrari I made that song about. What song? Lemon. Yeah. Right. The pull up in the lemon. That's what he was talking about. Because mm-hmm. it's car trash. Okay. You got to do better. Wait a minute. That's what you said when all the lights <laughs> come <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> talking about wait a minute. And that girl dancing, she was just trying to flag somebody down on the side of the road. That's all that was. I could not. Wait a minute. <laughs> you just gave me the title. Right. Okay. So, this is why I love you. Would you like to go first? I love you because. Mm-hmm. You better be kept. You accept me and all my captains. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I like that we can joke together, have a good time. I, I don't take it for granted. I know a, a lot of people hate their wife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's just a man speaking facts. So, for real, because like, you don't understand this because you don't want to be around dudes like that. But it's like, ah! <sighs> Can't stand that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's not my reality. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's not your reality too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> that's facts. So, I would say that I love you because you are very straightforward when it comes to. Um, I guess calling me out and just making sure that I'm on my A game about stuff like you like earlier when you were like um, you as in you were telling me like I should take more time to myself and to really just take care of me and not be like concerned I guess about so much of everything else um you know I've been doing better with making sure I'm like moisturizing my skin and things like that but as far as like my overall well-being like getting enough rest and things like that you know like you're very reassuring of (laughs) we're in this together um 
if we're tired or I'm tired, it's okay to take a break and just go take a nap. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, if the house has to be a little bit of a mess, then that's fine. Um, but as far as you can, you will try to keep things on up and up while I go get the rest that I need. So, yeah. Because I don't know why I have a problem with prioritizing my rest. I feel like um, I just kind of let people get in my head as far as you're supposed to be tired as a mom. And so I just like run myself into the ground. And if I'm not tired, I don't feel like I'm doing it right. Well, you know what they say. Hmm. Misery loves company. So Don't be a visitor at that household. <laughs> so, yes. I love you for calling me out on that and just saying well when I try to give you time to go and I tell you to go you don't do it so thank you for being real because you do say go lay down and I'll still be running around trying to do this and let me do this and let me do that and then it's like nothing got done as far as me getting rest but everything got done as far as the house so yeah where can they find us you can find us on the north side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram at Happily Ever Henley. That is our collective. Uh, but our supportories are Amazing Ebbs and Wiley Tyrell. If you can't spell that, that's fine. But learn it. It'll be in the description. You can find us on Twitter. At Amazing Ebbs and Wiley Tyrell, and that's the same spelling. You can also find us on PayPal (laughs) (laughs) at Henley Wiley at Gmail. Feel free to donate to the Christopher Fund. Okay, yeah, that boy growing out of stuff super cool. Trying to tell you. He put on he put on one outfit today and it was like hold up hold up we just got this <laughs> let me get that I'm for the go dumpster diving for the tag <laughs> <laughs> but it's all been super fun I would say I can't wait until he starts talking I wonder what his voice is gonna sound like I know it's gonna change throughout the years mm-hmm. you know how much men's pants cost but I'm just saying <laughs> like I can't wait to hear how it's gonna evolve over time like his voice like I can remember my it's gonna be real deep. My little brother's voice. Yeah. <laughs> at six, that's how you don't sound. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Like, I can... Like, sometimes when I'm talking to my brother, I hear him, but I don't hear him in his actual voice now. Like, I hear four-year-old him. And what that sound like? Like a little kid. Go ahead, do it for us. No. <laughs> I just hear him. Mama, let me hear that sound. <laughs> what? Let me hear that sound. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm Christopher. Alright. You can call me CK. Mm. So yes. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. We'll be covering part one of our birth story. Y'all have a blessed day. Bye.